How we doing, everybody? NRL Supercoach Therapy Podcast, the Round 17 preview. Let's get into it. It's the second and last of the buy rounds for the year. So planning, all that kind of stuff, all comes to an end after this week, and you can a lot of stress comes out of the game after this week. Uh, but in the meantime, we've got to try and field a side uh, if we can. Uh, so lots of uh, lots of things to talk about here. And a lot of people stressing numbers. What do we need? What do we need? What's going to be competitive? It's a tough call away. Like you think about round 13, and it's a pretty good rule. I mean, having lots of numbers is one thing. It's the quality of those numbers is another. You know, uh, and I, I think uh, I think most teams are going to be running with somewhere between 10 and 12. I would have thought, don't stress if you've got eight or nine. If you've got eight or nine players, and they're all quality players. Uh, you're just as likely to score well with someone who's got 12 players and a couple of those guys are, you know, um, a couple of weaker props or, you know, something like that. One of the backs that doesn't score well. Uh, and then, you know, you're, you're cruising. So, uh, you know, you'll probably beat those guys. So don't worry about that too much. I definitely think it's a, a quality over quantity for this round in particular. Um, if you are bringing in players, you know, obviously guys are going to be saving trace for this round. Uh, I think I think you have to bring in guys that uh, you want to keep to the end, um, unless I mean, and we have we do have a bevy of uh, cheapies and uh, potential nuffs that have just uh, turned up at our doorstep this round, which is glorious. Really helps, and you can go, you can you can pick up some real quality options, and in order to afford those, you can downgrade someone to one of the nuffs that we um, or cheapy guys that we do have. Um, at our disposal this round, which kicks off on Thursday night at Point Bet, Points Bet Stadium down there in the Shire. Sharkies and the Storm. Uh, top four clash this one. Uh, really looking forward to this game. Uh, always a good game between these two sides. Uh, always been a very competitive uh, bit of niggle. Think back to the Gallon days and Chambers and things like that. Obviously, 2016 grand finalists. Uh, and... The Sharks are always a rough and tumble kind of side. Um, never take a step back, and uh, and it, it tends to bode well when they're playing against the Storm. I don't have the records in front of me. I'd say the Storm has still got a pretty handy record against the Sharks, but uh, it's not too often you see the Sharks blow. Um, sorry, the Storm blow the Sharks away, uh, and I'm certainly not expecting that this game either. I mean, the Sharks got a very strong team. Only missing Talakai through Origin. Uh, so Connor Tracy comes into the centres for Talakai. They've still got Kennedy, Cartola, Ramian, Mulatalo, Moylan, and Hines. So that back line is pretty much intact uh, apart from Talakai. You look at that forward pack, Rudolph, Braley, and Hunt, Nakora, Graham, Fanukin, Tolman, McKinnis, Walton, and Fafita on the bench. That is a very, very strong Sharks team. Very, very strong. Uh, Braden hamlin Ueli is in the extended squad. Uh, look, if he's fit, I think they, I think he adds more value to the Sharks um, 17 than what, say, Andrew Fafita does. So if Hamlin Ueli uh, can train well, uh, he might be a chance of breaking in and getting on, getting a bench spot ahead of Fafita, perhaps. Uh, we'll wait and see there. Uh, for the Storm, missing Munster, missing Grant, 
having Pappenhausen back here makes their team look so much better. Uh, Iremia, Seve, Olam. Uh, Anderson gets a reprieve. Nick Meany goes into 5-8. Uh, they weren't happy with Nick Arima last week, so Nick Meany goes into 5-8. There was talk of that happening last week. He's now been named there for this week. Jerome Hughes at halfback, so he's a very important player for them. Look at the forward pack. Jesse Bromwich, Brandon Smith, Asafa Solomona, Chris Lewis, Kenny Bromwich, and Josh King. I thought Chris Lewis was um, quite poor last week. Uh, and it really showed out the difference of not having Kafusi there. I thought Chris Lewis um, was below average, to be fair. Tyron Wishart does come onto the bench with uh, Grant gone um, with Queensland, so you'd think he would spell the cheese at some stage. Uh, Kama Kamitha, Alec McDonald, and Jordan Grant there. So you look at the extendeds, uh, there's Garlic. Uh, Tottenham Apia gets a, a return to the NRL. Well, he's on the extendeds, but uh, you remember him. He was a, a centre and well, he was more of a winger, um, pretty handy player. He played for the Storm. I'm trying. I can't think who else he, he played for. He might have even played for the Sharks, possibly. Um, definitely played. Actually, he might have played for the Gold Coast Titans. Pretty handy player. I believe he did a Mormon mission and things like that. Uh, he is now back and he has signed uh, mid-season with the Storm. Look out for that one. He he might even be a late inclusion. He might even get in ahead of. Um, he might even take Anderson's spot. Uh, to be fair, I mean. We know you know what you're going to get with Tottenham Appear. More importantly, Bellamy knows what he's going to get with him. Uh, Jack Howth, interesting one in the extenders. Uh, he was talked up early in the year. I I uh, I had a word or two about Howth. I thought he I'd seen a bit of video on him. He looked pretty good. Lots of raps on him as well. Hasn't had his chance so far. He has been named in the extended. Uh, one of those blokes. By all accounts, just uh, he's one of those blokes who's born to be a first grader. So he is there. He's even a chance as well. Luckily, they do play the first game of the round. Uh, a guy like Howth isn't a bad option if you were going to be spending your money uh, and one of your trades on a cheapie. He's not a bad option to go to. He is only available in the second row. Keep that in mind. Uh, Pappenhausen is, is back a second game in after that crazy game last week against Manly. Still very expensive, but didn't lose any. In fact, he went up about a grand, I think. So he's 930 grand. So if you don't own Pappenhausen, what are you going to do? Is he? He's obviously a keeper. He's obviously someone you want for the run home, but you are paying a premium for him. 930 grand. You are paying a lot of money for him. Uh, I've been tossing, tossing it up this week what to do. I could potentially uh, use a boost and have four trades and get four quality players that I am happy with for the run home. Or do I get Pappenhausen? And it means in order to get Pappenhausen to finance that buy, I do have to buy a cheapie. Um, so, yeah, really tough one because a part of me just wants the uh, antipod Pappenhausen. Uh, and, you know, you think back watching last week's game after 70 minutes, Obviously, most of us didn't have him. Uh, most of us didn't weren't patient and held him like some of us did. Uh, and you, you're loving life, and things are great. You're even sending out uh, smart-ass gifts uh, to those that do own him. Uh, that backfired about 20 minutes later, didn't it, Bryce? But uh, in the anyway, back on track. Uh, what are we going to do there? I'm I'm very tempted to antipod. I don't know why. It's just something something about it. I'm thinking about antipoding him. My better judgment says just buy him. Keep him. He's a keeper for the rest of the season. That's probably what I'm going to do. But looking at the team without buying Pappenhausen, it really can strengthen up the entire squad. Uh, we'll wait and see how that plays out. Luckily, they play on Thursday night, so you've got to make a call um, by then and stick with it. But yeah, Pappenhausen. Uh, look, I think you. I think you got to have him. Uh, and look, if I don't get him this week, I'm just going to want to get him next week or the week after. We'll see how it plays out. 
look, without uh, Talakai, is that going to affect uh, Mulatalo's output? I'm not convinced on that. I think um, I think Connor Tracy's a good distributor. He, he is a former half, so I'm not too worried about that. My concern for the Sharks is the bounce back from the storm after the way they, they played against Manly and apparently the grilling that they got um, from Bellamy after the game. Uh, so that's why I'm expecting this to be a close game. Uh, the weather conditions, uh, I think, will suit uh, the Sharks. You see how well they played last week and how much they controlled the game against the Dogs. Earlier in the year, you remember they played um, they played the Dragons uh, in horrendous conditions and they smashed them and Hines killed it. Hines clearly is a very good player in the wet and doesn't mind that whatsoever. So I think this will be a very close game. I'm going to go with the Storm just with the pedigree and the bounce back factor. Even though the Sharks are a very good team, I'm going to go Storm 24-18. Uh, I'll go the two likely ones, Pappenhausen and Hines, the top score for Supercoach. Obviously great VC options, the two of them. Which one do you go with? Um... You think, oh, if you spent, if you just forked out nine hundred thirty grand, you're going to VC Pappy, but don't, don't, um, don't disregard Hines. Uh, I think Hines is probably a more consistent player. He knows how to rack up the points. He scored ninety odd last week in a bog uh, there at Con Bank against the Dogs. Uh, so I reckon Hines is probably a better option, to be fair, for the vice captaincy. Uh, so yeah, I would probably do that. Two very, very good options for. Uh, for the VC loop, you have to think, look at the rest of your team though, and, and think, well, who am I going to captain if these blokes, you know, score less than you know seventy or eighty, something like that? You got to keep that in mind. It might be one of those weeks where your VC only scores seventy. You might just take that. Looking at the rest of your team, you might just take it, depending what attacking options you have in the rest of your squad. So I am going Storm twenty four, Sharks eighteen. The second game, the Friday game. And I think this is going to be a close one as well. It is the Rabbitohs traveling up to Newcastle to take on the Knights. The Knights get uh, some welcome uh, return players. Bradman Best is back, and so is Jaden Braley. Uh, Jaden Braley is a big in. Um, co- is he co-captain? He was captain, co-captain with Saifidi last year. I think that's still the same this year. Uh, oh, no, because um, Ponga was involved with the captaincy. Who knows? Braley's back anyway. He is a rock-solid player. You remember last year, he was a he was a real force in Supercoach. Um, you know, a lot of players had him and had him and Connor Watson. I know I did for a lot of last year up on the hooker position, and he, and he was brilliant for you. He's a real workhorse. Coming off the bench, returning from the Achilles. Keep that in mind. Uh, for those that held uh, Chris Randall, it's a bit of a bugger there. If you're hoping to get decent minutes out of him uh, in this important round, that's probably not going to happen. My guess is they'll probably play 40 minutes each or something close to that. We'll wait and see how how, how it goes. Uh, for Newcastle, they're only... Uh, I mean, the, the back line looks okay. Bradman Best back there does make them look a bit stronger. The four-pack is where I like them. Clemmer, Randall, Saifidi, Frizzell, Barnett, and Mann. That's a good four-pack when you compare it to what um, South have got there. If you run through the South team, Latrell, another game back at fullback. Uh, Alex Johnson has been named. Uh, he is under an injury cloud. He has picked up a bit of a quad, so keep that in mind. Uh, look out for late mail there. Uh, Tane Milne comes in for Campbell Graham, who unfortunately is out with uh, an eye socket injury, eye socket cheekbone, something near there. Uh, gutted, lots of people own, I own. I'm pretty, pretty annoyed about it. But I also own Isaiah Tass. I've held on to him. So silver lining there. It is good news for me uh, in terms of Tass's uh, 
um, job security over the coming weeks. So there is a wee silver lining there to the Campbell Graham injury for me. Uh, and I was looking at having to get rid of one of my center wings, uh, and it was probably going to be one of the Penrith boys before that injury was confirmed. So now it has made that easy for me to make that call. Campbell Graham, out he goes. Uh, Jackson Paulo on a wing with Cody Walker and Ilias in the halves. Now, the forward pack is interesting. Tavita Totola, Saliva Havili is playing hooker. Uh, no Mamazoulis there. I don't know what the story is with him. He must be injured because uh, they've got big raps on him. So Havili is playing uh, at hooker. Um, with Thomas Burgess, who had a blinder last week, Karen Kalamatangi, Jed Cartwright comes into the second row, and Mark Nichols has been named at lock. He did get a HIA last week, and apparently he's suffering... Um, some side effects from that that are lingering. So there's a chance that Mark Nichols doesn't play. It's a big call because look at their bench. Cody Nicarima, Blake Taff, a couple of lightweights. Michael Cheekham, who's more of an edge player. more of an, He's an edge back rower slash center. And Davi Moali, who was, a, who was a middle there. So, I mean, I thought maybe Cheekham is in because they don't think Jed Cartwright can play the 80 minutes. Keep that in mind if you're thinking about Jed Cartwright as a cheapie. He is dual second row center, which is awesome. Keep that in mind. You've got Cheekham lingering on that bench. Um, I think uh, Daniel Saluka Fafita, who has come over from the Roosters during the week as a, as a uh, transfer, he might get a game if Mark Nichols is ruled out. Uh, he's not a big minute player, so they're really going to be they're really going to be struggling. They're going to need big minutes from Totola and from Burgess. Uh, I think that uh, Nikarima will spell Havili. Uh, in, um, at hooker, and Havili might actually play a little bit of lock as well, I think, where he has excelled this year for the Bunnies. You look at the Newcastle bench, Jaden Braley, as we mentioned, Saifiti, Jacob Saifiti, Leo Thompson, and Matt Croker. Look, I think this is going to be a very close game. Um, I'm taking the Rabbitohs 21 points to 20. I think it's going to be uh, a field goal, wouldn't it? whether it be towards the end of the game or an extra time in Golden Point. Uh, look, the way the South played last week, I can't back, I can't go against them. But Newcastle are pretty good, albeit against the Titans, but they were pretty good. Uh, so I'm gonna go with South, but with not a lot of uh, of certainty there. Uh, I'm gonna take Latrell to top score, and I'm gonna take Clemmer to have a barnstormer in the middle of the field, uh, and lots of runs, lots of tackle busts, some offloading there at will for Big Clem. Uh, and I'll take those two to top score in Supercoach. But yeah, uh, Latrell is a very, very tempting option. Um, out of the guys that I want to get in, he is in there. He's my option if I don't go with Pappy. Uh, there is a world where I get them both. But I also want to get Dylan Brown. I can't get all three of Latrell. Uh, Dylan Brown and Pappy. So I've got some decisions to make there. But Latrell is a great pod option at fullback. Uh, if you're running with Pappy or if you want to antipod Pappy, go with Latrell. They do, Souths do have a pretty tough run for the rest of the season. And it's not like they're humming on all cylinders like they have in the past. Cody Walker has been struggling all year. Um, and the four pack hasn't been dominant at all. Uh, although they did play very good against Parramatta last week. Uh, so yeah, one to think about there. I quite like Latrell at a tick over 600 grand. He did look good. He is goal kicking, so that's going to help the base as well. Uh, you just, yeah, be wary though. How many times have you watched Latrell play and you're just shaking your head and you're calling him a lazy so and so? You'd hope that's not the case after the whole trip to America and the fact that he ruled himself out of Origin. You'd think he's a slightly different kind of player. 
something to keep in mind there. Uh, Tass owners will be happy to play him and just stick with him for the year, whether he's in the team or not. Uh, there's not a lot of value there in trading that bloke out. Uh, Keon Kalamatangi is an option as well if you want to bring him in. He's just over 500 grand, so he's pretty affordable. You know what you're going to get from him. They are going to be relying on him quite heavily this week, I would have thought. Uh, for Newcastle, who's worth bringing in? I wouldn't go with Edric Lee. He ain't scoring five tries every week. I still think Clem is not a bad option, good safe option. Uh, also Mitch Barnett. I, actually, I think Clem is the safest option out of all of them there. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go 21-20, the Rabbitohs over the Knights. We'll be back in a second. Okay, third game, the Saturday game. How good is this? The Tigers are hosting the Eels at Leichhardt. Not often you'll see these. You'll see the Eels play at Leichhardt. Normally this is a, a game that's played at um, either at Combank or uh, out at uh, Accor there. So the fact that they're playing at Leichhardt is fantastic. You expect a very big crowd. Um, you might even you might even get more real supporters than Tigers supporters the way uh, the season's been going for the Tigers, uh, who could only manage two points last week against uh, fellow bottom feeders there, the Warriors. So concerning times there for uh, for Tigers fans. Uh, like I mentioned in the previous pod, I think these guys are going to be uh, in last place at the end of this round with the Titans having the bye, and I think the Tigers uh, are in big trouble here. You look at their team, Laurie, Nofaluma, Tua, uh, Dewey, Mamalo, Brooks, Hastings. So Brooks uh, stays in the side and Dewey gets another game under his belt at centre. James Tamo returns from a calf injury. New Brown, Zane Musgrove, Luke Garner, Tuolangi and Offerengawe, who has been superb for them. Uh, the bench, Utoi Kamanu, uh, a uh, a debut for Matamula, uh, Little and Pole. I'm going to go with Pole there. Uh on the bench. So, and that the reserves, uh, Austin Diaz, who got a run on debut last week, is uh, 18th man. Safarth drops out, Tupo, Kapoa, and Madden. If you look at that side, uh, in terms of super coach, there's not, there's nothing doing in the back line whatsoever. Um, in the forwards, I mean, Garner has been scoring pretty well, but I think Joe O's the guy that all of a sudden has been under the radar all year, and all of a sudden he's well and truly on. Um, on most players' um, radars for sure. Uh, as I mentioned, Nathan in our group had him since day one. Well done to you, Nathan. Uh, and but I think you might have uh, I think you might have some company because Joe O has been spoken about and written about a bit this week. Very very consistent. Is dual second row front row. Uh, the fact that he's playing this week uh, is a big in for super coaches who want to uh, maybe uh, strengthen up either. Uh, a strength up their four pack, whether that be in the front row or in the second row. There, uh, if you look at the lineup there, Utakamanu, who's been playing limited minutes back from injury, uh, Matamor, I believe, is an edge. Little is a dummy half. He'll be sharing time there with New Brown, and so Fanua Polo, who played about forty minutes, forty-four minutes, I think, something like that last week, to get a HIA as well, I believe, still pumped out forty points. Uh, at bottom dollar, I think he's a prime option to bring in. Uh, only concern there is the fact that he is front row, and you, I, I believe you, you definitely need to have three front rowers uh, that you are happy to play each week because um, it's one of those things where one of the blokes goes down, you have to bring in uh, a Paulo who you weren't expecting to play in your 17, but have to by necessity. Uh, I think 40 is probably his ceiling. 
Uh, if that's his deal, then it's 40 points. Mind you, in saying that, the biggest front row gun of the lot, IPAP, got 38 last week. So what do we all know? Maybe you'll take 40 from Paulo uh, each week if you needed to. Keep that in mind if you are trading out maybe a Max King or something like that for Paulo. Just keep that in mind that you may need him. Uh, what are the Tigers going to do? Are they going to keep picking him? Are they going to are they going to give him a, a taste of first grade and uh, drop him back down to reserves? Uh, he's he's highly rated. I, I would have thought I would have thought they're blooding him and they're going to give him plenty of game time towards the end of the season. Uh, another preseason under the belt and then rip and tear uh, come next season. We'll wait and see there, but he's a prime candidate to come in if you need to free up cash to buy guys like uh, Pappenhausen and the like. So I really like that option there. I'm probably going to go. We'll wait and see. Uh, that's enough talk about the Tigers because they're going to get pumped in this game. They're playing Parramatta, who are due a good performance because that's how they go. Win, loss, win, loss. You know the deal. Gutherson, Sebo, Blake, Penasini, Simonson, Brown, Moses. So the back line uh, remains unchanged. It's a very strong back line. Uh, that forward pack, they keep Campbell Gillard, who I thought might have got a, another Crack at origin, not to be. Marnie Nuakore moves into the front row. He was playing in the centers for the Kiwis two weeks ago. Now he's a prop for Parramatta. Uh, and good for him. He's, he's a good body shape. Uh, and obviously he's got that leg speed that you can play him in the backs. But he is there at prop. Sean Lane, Isaiah Papali'i, Ryan Madison has been named at lock. So lots of super coach relevance there. The bench is Makatoa, Opachek, Kafusi, and Rodwell. So you've got... Three middles there in Makatoa, Kafusi, and Rodwell. Don't stress too much. They don't tend to play really big minutes. Um, Brad Arthur isn't one of those coaches who'll give a guy 25, 30 minutes, you know, because he's just for the hell of it. He'll, he'll, I think uh, Kai Rodwell, a couple of weeks ago, played two minutes. Came on right at the very end. Uh, Makatoa and Kafusi haven't played the, the minutes that I thought they would have. They've got Nathan Brown not even in the side. He's 18th man. He is on the outer for sure. Uh, so what does this mean for Parramatta? I think it's a good sign for uh, for Ryan Madison. I think the fact he was named at lock last week and out with the ribs, he's been named there again. Let's hope the ribs are fine. Uh, I think it's a good sign for him. My only concern, obviously, with the ribs, having never injured them before, uh, everyone says it's bloody painful. So will he be a little reluctant to... Um, to really run it a lot, go at the line. We know what he can do. He looks to offload at every occasion. So you think about you think about him with the ball in hand, looking to offload. That does make him vulnerable. That does make his torso and his ribs quite vulnerable there, especially if he's got the ball up when he does get tackled and he's looking for that offload there. And someone can come in from the side and crunch. Look for that, and he'll be gone. He, you know, they say you know looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. I don't know. There's maybe a little bit of truth to that when it comes to Maddo. But, I, I mean, I think he's a prime candidate to bring in and bring him in if you don't already own. Uh, at 670K, he's not cheap, um, but I think he's a good option to have in your team for the rest of the year. Uh, IPAP, pretty much everyone has him. That goes without saying. Sean Lane, there's been a lot of talk about Sean Lane this week. Um, he's not one of my favorite players. In fact, he's probably in the bottom five uh, well, he's in my top five for least favorite players. Um, it's just something about Lane I just don't like. Uh, look, I'm no oil painting myself, but he's an ugly MF. Um, and, yeah, I just battle with him. Uh, and, yeah, anyway, but he is playing very, very good football. Uh, scoring, uh, I think his five-round average is 80, which is superb. 
playing in a team that does have a pretty strong run home. They do have the Storm and the Panthers in that run home. They've beaten those teams. Uh, and they do have, I think, that most of their games, I think six of their nine from what I saw, are at home at Combank, where they do tend um, to have to take their better drugs pre-game, and they are roided up to the max and feeling uh, indestructible. So keep that in mind that six of those nine games are there. I think they've got a game at Suncorp, where I think the, the dry track would suit them. They have a game at Four Pines against Manly, who aren't a defensive juggernaut. Uh, and I can't quite remember where their other road game is, um, but it's nothing too concerning. Uh, so I, I, I think they've got a really good run home. So having guys like Lane and Madison to, to go with Papa Lee, I think is a great option. Marnie's a sneaky as well. Uh, if you've got Cotter there at Hooker, Marnie's not a bad option there. Uh, I think Dylan Brown is a great option too. Uh, as is Mitchell Moses. I'm probably leaning towards Brown, to be fair. He's got a better base than Mitch Moses. Uh, But I think Mitchell Moses will be kicking a lot of goals um, between now and the rest of the season. Uh, Struggling to see how I'm going to fit Dylan Brown in because I'm also, as I mentioned, looking at Luttrell uh, and Pappy. So I can't get all three in, so it's a bit of a struggle there as to what I'm going to do, unless I trade out one of my blokes who's playing this week um, in Mam or Walker. Uh, which I don't really want to do. It's, you know, you, yeah, I just don't want to do that. Um, especially, I think Mam on a dry track could do okay against the Dragons up in Brisbane. And Walker's Walker, you know, he only got 40-odd last week, just the one try assist. Uh, it'd be an interesting thing to see if if uh, AJ is out. So many of Walker's try assists, uh, AJ's been on the end of. If, if Johnson's out, uh, that really makes Walker a tough own. Um, and he'll be, you know, he'll be traded out as soon as possible next week. Might even pull the trigger this week. I don't know. I'll have a think about that. We'll wait and see how it plays out. But hey, in this game, I think the Eels are going to control things against the Tigers, who are, they're hapless. They really are struggling. I'm going to go the Eels 32, the Tigers 14. Uh, I like Moses to top score. I think he's probably going to kick, I don't know, at least six conversions, uh, maybe a little more. I'm thinking how the math works there. He might even dot down for a try. Set up one or two. He's got that great kicking game. I'll take him to top score. For the Tigers, I don't know. You could stick with uh, Garway. I'll go with Dewey just to show a little bit of quality there. He might jag a try or at least set one up there. Uh, and is he kicking goals? I can't think he was kicking. Actually, yeah, he had one goal kick last week. I don't know if Dewey took it or not. But regardless of that, let's go Dewey because there's nothing else happening. There's nothing else doing at the Tigers. Dad joke alert there. Uh, last game, and it is my Broncos hosting the Dragons on Sunday uh, at Suncorp. Always great to see the Broncos playing uh, on a Sunday. Uh, a little bit of daytime footy, although this is uh, this is kicking off at um, oh, 4 o'clock, so you get a little bit of sunlight there. It'll be first half and sunlight anyway. Love seeing the Broncos at Suncorp in the daytime. Uh, lots of issues there for the Broncos. Lots of guys out. They have Tessie New at fullback, Oates, Staggs, Lee, Jordan Pereira on the wing, Israel and Reynolds in the halves. Look at this forward pack. Uh, Palacia, Walters, James, Hosking, Ricky, Hetherington. That is a massive concern. Uh, excuse me, the bench, Corey Pakes, Kennedy, Wilson, and Gamble. Uh, I don't really rate Kennedy. Will, Wilson's hardly played any first grade. 
And has had injuries. Tyson Gamble is back from a leg injury, and they've got Corey Pikes. Why they've got Pikes and Gamble both on the bench, I have no idea. Maybe it's because you look at the reserves and there's not much there. Herter, Turpin, Mariner, Roberts, Bayless. There is a lot going on there at the Broncos. Uh, compare that to the Dragons, pretty settled. Ramsey, Figai, Suli, Lomax, Ravalawa, Amon, Sullivan comes in for Ben Hunt. That's the only loss. DeBellin, McCulloch, Laurie, Bird, Seward, uh, and Sims. The bench, Mbai, Molo, Woods, and uh, Michael Molo, Francis's brother. Uh, look at those two forward packs. That's where this game is going to be won and lost. Won by the Dragons and lost by the Broncos. Just too much, too much firepower. I mean, that forward pack for the Dragons is a, a fine. It's a good forward pack. When you compare it to what the Broncos are throwing up this week, it's an outstanding forward pack. Uh, if you look at the Broncos, Kinnan Palacio, who had a great start to the year, uh, was playing pretty good minutes too, and he wasn't letting Kevin Walters down. Uh, he's gone off the ball a little bit. I think Billy Walters is having a good year. Ryan James hasn't played anywhere near as much as I thought he would. Uh, from what I've read, it looks like he's more he's been more important to the Broncos off the field, helping build that culture back up uh, than what he has on the field. But he's got a job to do this week. Zach Hosking, who knew about him? No one. Kevy didn't know about him. Uh, someone else named him. What's that about? I mean, so he's completely out of nowhere. He's not even in the Supercoach app yet. Uh, once he gets on the app, you'd hope you'll get in there. Uh, he's, a, he's a great enough option because we're not going to see Zach Hosking again this year. So a great bottom price, enough option if you want to go that way. Uh, Jordan Ricky is the one constant in that pack along with Walters. And then Kobe Hetherington will have to step up and play big minutes at lock. Uh, for this reason, I think the Dragons are going to win. I'm taking them 26 points to 16. I'm going to take Lomax to top score. He will score a try. Uh, I'm going to go with Reynolds because Reynolds will kick a couple of goals and probably set something up. I really hope Ezra Mam has a big game. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be tough to see that happen because I think they're going to get dominated in the forwards big time. Uh, for the Dragons, not a lot doing super coach wise. It's been that way for a while. I think Sully is not a bad wee option there if you want to go that. Also Lomax who has had a pretty good year, uh, a few brain uh, melts um, uh, amongst that amongst that season as well. But otherwise, he, he has done a pretty good job. DeBellin, not a bad little wee option there if you want to go a bit left field uh, for someone to bring into your pack. Like I said, I think they are going to dominate. So I think he would, you know, there'll be plenty of meters for him, plenty of tackle busts and things like that. He has had a pretty strong year, I think, Jack DeBellin. Um, so, yeah. The Dragons to win this one. Supercoach-wise, not a lot doing in this game. Um, yeah, it's going to be hold on tight for Broncos fans. I think they're going to struggle uh, in this game. Like I said, Dragons 26 and the Broncos 16. We'll be back in a tick. Okay, here we go, guys. Best bets for the week. Just the four games. Let's try and make some money out of this one, eh? Let's go 40 bucks on Parramatta over 24 and a half points. Uh, I think they're going to take it to uh, the Tigers. Parramatta, good game, bad game. Good game, bad game. So they do a good game based on that rationale, which doesn't mean a thing when it comes to Parramatta. But let's roll with Parramatta over 24 and a half points at a buck 87. 40 bucks on that returns $74.80. Uh, $20 on um, the Storm Sharks and the Knights Rabbitohs, both either side, one to twelve. Uh, tough game, to, tough games to pick these two. So um, I'm just going to go with a bit of a, 
a soft cock bet and go either side 1 to 12 in both of those. Uh, that's paying $2.68. So 20 on that returns $53.72. Let's go for a $10 anytime try scorer option. Let's go with uh, Jerome Hughes in the first game, uh, Latrell in the second game, Sivo in the third, and Lomax in the fourth. Uh, all those four try scorers, 48-26, so 10 bucks for 482-60 return. Uh, let's stick with the draws. Uh, the four games, let's put five bucks on each uh, for the draw, all paying around nines. So $20 spent there uh, for all four games to be a draw at halftime, just as five as four uh, separate individual bets there. Let's go with that. One of those hit last week. Let's see if we can get one to hit, or even more to hit this week. It'd be glorious. And 10 bucks on my four winners, uh, Storm, Rabbitohs, Eels, and Dragons, paying $6.99, so returning just a tick under 70 bucks. Good luck to everyone. If you are going to have a pump this weekend, remember to do so responsibly. Cheers. Haven't had one of these for a while. It's time for another Trust Tree tirade. Frank, this is a safe place. It's a place where we can feel free sharing our feelings. Think of my office as a nest in a tree of trust and understanding. We can say anything here. Anything. It's okay, honey. That's why we came. All right. Uh, this one's just a, a, a wee gripe I've got. Uh, it's it's overuse of some of the words, overuse of the word literally. This one this one really gets on my go. You'll see it on TV all the time, and uh, a lot of the guys are doing it. Uh, Cooper Cronk, I'm looking at you. Uh, Denon Camp, I'm looking at you. Now Denon does a great job, fantastic bloke in a bar. The podcast is brilliant, but whenever I listen to it, I always set the over under on how many times he's going to say literally. Uh, and it's usually around the 10 mark, and it's a fun game that I play while I'm listening because he uses that word way too much and not in the right context. Cooper Cronk is exactly the same. Uh, you know, he'll be talking about a play, and oh, every time he gets the ball, he, he literally runs his hardest. He doesn't have to say that. He can just say every time he gets the ball, he runs his hardest every time. You know, you can emphasize every time. You don't have to say literally because there's there's no literally thing going on there. Uh, really grinds my gears. Uh, not a biggie. Uh, another one, um, uh, Cam Munster. Love him like a brother. He says, obviously, all the time. Next time he has an interview, uh, probably after State of Origin, have a listen to it. He puts, obviously, into everything. Uh, and the thing is, it's obvious to him. It's not obvious to us because we're not him. So when he's talking about stuff that's happening in his life, in his career, while he's playing, and he says, obviously, we don't realize it's obvious because uh, it's not us that's doing it. It's him. Just one of those wee things that gets on my nerves from time to time. Thought I'd share it. Maybe check it out for yourself. Look out for the obviouslys from Cam Munster and the literallys from Cooper Cronk. All right, guys, uh, question time. Uh, a couple of questions here from the listeners. Uh, thanks very much for uh, sending these in. Uh, you can always email me at nrlsctherapy uh, at gmail.com uh, and or, or via the uh, Anchor app as well. Uh, you can send through uh, send through a message there. Uh, Craig asked Karaz or King to trade out. Um, I think they're both probably trade out options. He's, I mean, he's obviously only needs to do one. Uh, Karaz or King, uh, depending on the rest of your team, but 
Um, probably, probably Karaz. Um, I think King's possibly a little bit more vital, uh, especially with uh, with Pangai Junior out for a few weeks. Uh, you know, Max King might see some. You know, he's already playing good minutes, but he might see more. He might be somewhere between fifty to fifty to sixty minutes. And if he's doing that, he's a point a minute guy. Uh, if, if Max King can pump out sixties for the rest of the year, you're laughing. Uh, and he's a great option there as your third front row. You could even play him in your front row. You could play him in your seventeen, I reckon. Um, so I think King's more of a a better one to keep than Karaz, who is. Uh, I mean, he's not. He wouldn't. He shouldn't be one of your top four center wings. Um, you probably don't even want him as your fifth, to be fair. If you've got really good depth there, you'd have him at the bottom of the depth chart there in the center wings. So he'd be the one to go for me. It's not like the dogs are, uh, are on a scoring spree and spinning it wide left and right. They're, they're still an up-the-guts kind of team, and that's Max King. That's uh, his wheelhouse. I'd be keeping King over Karaz. Um, but, yeah, without knowing the rest of your team, if you've got enough depth there in the center wing, if you've got five guys ahead of him on the depth chart there, then Karaz is the guy to go for me. Uh, this question is from Simon, and it is, I'm running low on trades. I will have four after this week. Four. Wow, you are running low. Um, probably looking at getting a combination of uh, Harry Grant um, or uh, Cook and Munster or uh, Dylan Brown at 5'8". Uh, and that is all I need for the rest of the year. Okay. Um, do what should I should I use all my trades this week or save a couple of my sleeve and have maybe five or six for the run home? Uh, oh, four is very skinny. Um, if, if your team is set up where you think you only need to get or a hooker, you got either Grant or Cook, and then a five eight in either Munster or Brown. Um, if everything else is looking good, if you've got your two fullbacks that you want, uh, if you've got your two halfbacks that you want, I, th- I think you know most people are going to run with Cleary and Hines there. Um, then it's really a matter of the depth and the rest of your team. If the rest of your squad there is enough depth, and you've got if, you, if your trades are that low, you want to have at least twenty-two guys that you would be happy to play in your seventeen. I reckon twenty-two or twenty-three, maybe, because. If you've got four trades and you're going to use, I don't know how much bank you've got, but you're going to have to use, you know, obviously two trades to bring in, say, Grant and Munster or Cook, Brown, whatever whatever combo you're going to run with, that's going to leave you with two trades for the last six weeks or so. That's assuming that you've got the cash just to use one trade to get a guy out to bring Cook in and one trade out to bring in Munster or whatever it's going to be. Uh, yeah, if I was you, I'd hold on to a trade this week, a trade or two this week. Uh, I think you're going to need more than four um, for the last, uh, what, seven weeks or so. So I'd, I'd, I'd maybe hold a trade, uh, do it that way. But hey, if you want to go, get, you've obviously gone gung-ho to get to this position um, where you're uh, you're only going to have four left. Um, yeah, good luck to you. Um, you might need it towards the end of the year. Uh, in saying that, though, I mean, I, I looked at going for depth this year based on the fact that I thought COVID would be uh, have a lot more of an impact on the NRL this year, and that hasn't really happened. It's been the odd one, but nothing too serious. So, I possibly, you know, if I if I knew 
uh, back then what I know now, I might have gone a little bit more gung-ho and got a few more guns and gone for a few less mid-ranges just to build depth in my squad. Uh, thinking that, you know, save save that depth for a rainy day when I'm going to need it when eight or nine blokes are out with COVID and teams are ravaged and I've got, you know, a good squad to fill those holes. But that's just how it plays out. That still may play out. COVID hasn't gone away. They are still testing and guys are still uh, missing out uh, with COVID. So something to keep in mind. Hey, thank you very much for the questions. Uh, I really appreciate that and I appreciate the support. Uh, if you are enjoying the show, be a friend and tell a friend, uh, that's really that's really awesome, and I really do appreciate uh, everyone that is listening to the show. That's going to do it for uh, the podcast this week. Best of luck. Uh, like I said, if you are going to be trading in blokes this week, make them in, make them guys you're you're happy to keep for the year or a cheapie that uh, is not going to be an AE issue down the track. He either has to be a cheapie that plays this week and we never see him again. Or he's someone who's got some potential to score half-decent points like Apollo, someone like that. Best of luck for this week. Uh, hold on tight. Just the four games. Really enjoy it. I'll be back uh, on Monday to go over what we've seen. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye.